afternoon, everybody. It is 2.22 p.m. Eastern Time on December 18th, 2020. You're in the home stretch, people. We're almost over this. 2020 is almost to an end. Today, this afternoon, actually, because I did a broadcast earlier this morning, we are doing a live broadcast on Facebook for Tales from the Heart podcast series. So this will be available in the podcast next week with an author and her name is Ruthann Anderson and I've known Ruthann a long time and we're going to welcome her to our broadcast and find out how come I know her. Welcome Ruthann. Well thank you Lisa for having me on. Happy to do so. So I do a lot of these broadcasts now and we're talking to all different people. Tales from the Heart is the name of the podcast and we hope to share lots of different points of view from the HCM community. This this morning I interviewed Dr. Hewen Ashley on this very heavy book and today this afternoon we get to take it down a notch and we're going to talk about uh, a fictional character but before we get into the book can you tell our viewers and listeners how we came to know each other and how you're involved in the HCM community? Well first um, I am a parent warrior. I have two children. Well, I actually have three children but two with HCM and um, I actually will take this time to say that without HCMA or Lisa's help, I, I don't think we would have e either had a diagnosis or I'm not sure if my um, middle son would have lived. So Lisa, thank you. <laughs> I, happy. <laughs> it's, it'll choke me up a bit, but... Um, I, there was a lot of diagnosis being um, uh, done on Brody and he, uh, it wasn't him. Doctors were telling him to go back on the soccer field. You can continue. And if he did that, you know, you know the story, but he, you know the felt, story. And he felt his, he felt, um, he felt wrong. He knew uh, he couldn't do this and I listened to him and um, then we got got a hold of you luckily and you led us on the right path. And you got good doctors and your son as well today. Yes he is. And that's that's the magic sauce there. So how long ago was that? It was a while ago. <laughs> it was a while ago. He is now 28 years old and oh, he was a freshman in high school. <laughs> So this is about when you were starting up <laughs> or close to it. It was the early days. My goodness. I'm feeling very old today. You and Ashley and I were talking about I'm things. I'm sorry. Did <laughs> I have to say my middle child's 28. So yikes. <laughs> yeah, that does get a little, let's get a little rough, but yeah, your middle child's 28. So it's been a while and his course with HCM has been okay. He's doing all right. He is. He is. That's great. And you you live in Georgia. Is he still in Georgia with you? No, he's in Detroit. He, I don't know if I should say where he works. <laughs> no, don't say where he works. <laughs> but he's living away from home now. <laughs> and <in a> <laughs> he is. So you wrote a children's book, but this is not your first one. Can you tell us a little bit about your, your work? Um, you know, it was always a kind of a dream of mine to be an author, but I, I don't know, I just put that way on the back burner and um, I guess you could say it all started when, uh, or these mass books started when my oldest son and his 
fiance decided to do a destination wedding in Iceland. And I am a professional photographer or now retired. Um, thanks, COVID. <laughs> but um, we went to Iceland and I fell in love with it. And I wanted a story um, to tell his or their future children. Oh. And I came up with this um, rhyming story. And I was so intrigued with Iceland that I gathered all the fun facts. So it's a story and then fun facts mixed in. And it's um, it's a series of three uh, books. So you, it takes you along from learning about puffins. And then the second one is Off the Beaten Path, which is all farmlands. And because their farms are amazing there. And then the third is Fire and Ice. So it's all the ice. Um, uh, glaciers and volcanoes and and of course the lava pools and the um like blue lagoon and so I took these puffins through where um my son and his wife honeymooned and got married and <laughs> and their pictures in the middle book as well because they were riding horses on their wedding day oh how beautiful absolutely beautiful so things progressed and those books went well. So you said, I'm gonna try a different series. Yes, well, actually in between, I did a, a couple YA books, um, Young Adult, and they're actually based off my real life. Ooh. So I lived on a sailboat for a full year or full year with my parents and brother. So Girl Sailing Aboard the Western Star is um, about my life and journaling, because it is basically, my journal from back then. So it's, it is fiction because I did not publish it word for word from my journal. Um, and then in the mix of that, um, I rode horses, showed horses, and um, I happened to train with one of the most famous um, equitation instructors in the world. Oh. And um, uh, saddle in, in American saddlebred horses, and her name is or was Mrs. Helen K. Crabtree, and I was her last writer. Uh, myself and and a friend of mine, Vicky Gillenwater, we were we were her last. So the title of the book is the Last Crabtree Girl, and my journals I kept back then. I brought them to life in this book. And um, right now that's going pretty well. Um, American Saddlebred people are popping up all over the place. And what's really unique about that book is how it's finding old friends from back then and they're reuniting and it's bringing oh, up their own memories. So it's not just here I'm sharing my memories um, of writing back then, but I'm sharing, I'm bringing up their own memories of the, about that time. So it's, it's a real unique thing. So those actually, that one was about to be published and my husband and, what, and I went on a vacation and we were going down the Rhine River and hmm. pop, <laughs> what happens? <laughs> I, Spit out another book, um, but this 
one is for middle grade kids and I have been getting some amazing reviews. Funny thing is they're not on Amazon. They're coming in text emails and these kids are drawing. Sure, you posted this morning on your Facebook page. Yes. <laughs> yes. <So> sweet. <laughs> yes, um, my Facebook author page is Ruth a or R.A. Anderson author. And let me tell you, just those little pictures. I, I have dozens of them now, so I'm going to start sharing them a little, little at a time. But these, these children, I get um, messages from teachers and parents and grandparents saying that their child was behind in reading, started reading my book, and their nose isn't out of it. So I'm I don't know what I did to deserve that, but I'm so happy. You know, I've, I've read the book. I, I read the manuscript. Um, it, it's it's educational, but it's a little bit of magic. Reminds me a little Harry Potter-ish. You know, you've got the mysterious world out there, but there's so many facts in, and you're teaching them as they're reading. Was that done intentionally or you just snuck it in there like vegetables? Um, sort of both. Um, it's definitely intentional. I uh, was not a history fan when I was younger. It would put me to sleep. And my dad was, if you read Girl Sailing aboard the Western Star, you know, my dad is just always telling us facts, facts, facts. And I'm like, <laughs> that, the snore effect happens. I and, um, so I, I guess I, I was so worried that I couldn't get this across, but but yet, as I got older, I love history. Not that I'll go read one of those books ever again, but when I go to places, Greece, um, anywhere in Europe, you know, Iceland, I just dive into the facts. And so during On Once Upon the Rhine, they're all facts going down the river. It's exactly where we stopped. It's what we saw, the history. Um, I sneak in a date here or there. I'm not a real big date person, um, but I do sneak it in. Uh, and I have just completely um, put it in like vegetables. So our, our main character is a cockatrice. Yeah. I've not heard of this before your book. Could you please tell our listeners what a cockatrice is? Well, it's a mix <laughs> of a mythological creature. Um, and he, if you look him up, he's a very kind of mean creature. And I didn't like that. <laughs> Although there are these mean creatures are all over um, water fountains in Basel, Switzerland. And I, I just, I'm like, why are they so mean looking? Well, I heard that they can kill with a stare or with their stares, if they meet eye to eye, they turn you into stone and that kind of thing. And I was like, well, that's not pleasant, but why are they all over Basel? And why are they on the fountains where you drink? You know, <laughs> I mean, drinkable water, you know, here we go. So I just started researching about them and um, I, I thought it was a shame 
that they were so mean, but why can't they use their mean for good? So I went, I wish I had a godparent, like a cockatrice. So a cockatrice godparent, a CGP. And, um, <laughs> and he could help. He has magical powers, not too wizardly, but he's very strong and very fast and um, very small and sneaky. Um, but his weakness, he has a very big weakness. And he shares that with me. <laughs> I love chocolate. So mm. he's a chocolate um, <laughs> I understand. I relate. <laughs> and, uh, but this creature, when he was brought into the world of my world, he helps children with um, maybe needing a little extra needs, like um, not, not like terrible. I mean, some are allergies, some are asthma. Mm -hmm. and some are HCM. So my two of my three um, children in the book, um, Brody and Bryant, have HCM. And he is there to kind of help them out, guide them. Not, you know, not, he's not a crutch, but he's just there to support. And mainly um, it's just mental support. You know, it, it, he brings a lot of life to everyone in the book. And boy, is he a character. But can I show you what he's going to look like? Absolutely. So I created the real Cody the Cockatrice. So cute. Like his little heart tail. <laughs> his little heart tail, everybody. See that? I'm going to read from the book so people understand what he is. Oh, sure. Uh, and and I don't have my glasses on today, so that this should be a bit fun. Where, where was it? Here it is. I'm a cockatrice, an extraordinary hybrid cockatrial dragon, protector and guardian of children. A cockatrice is fathered by a rooster, mothered by a lizard, and hatched by a toad. So there are true blood relations to dragons. <laughs> and I, I just love that imagery. My daughter's going to love that. I haven't read this to her yet. Well, she's 25. She can read it herself. But she well, loves dragons. Speaking of that, reading too, um, this book happens to be going on Audible in February. And I have an amazing, actually, I'm spilling the beans here, um, but I have an amazing um, narrator who is an actor narrator and he's from England oh. and he has an amazing voice. It gave me goosebumps all over. Just, ah, uh, he, he just made Cody's voice come alive and he's fabulous at Brody's voice. So it was, so I can't wait for people to hear him. Um, be awesome. So that is, I think we should, we have to have an event when that launches. We have to have like <laughs> a reading. We'll, do, we'll listen to him for a little bit and let everybody hear what it's like. But I, I think, I think the book is great for the community because it normalizes our existence a little bit by, you know, we're just another subject for another, another children's book. And there are children with HCM who I think will really benefit from reading this book and families with HCM. We all need a little magic in our life, especially in 2020. So bringing in this little magical being 
who is really kind of cute. And I have to show everybody what I showed you before. Anybody who knows me knows butterflies are very important to me. They're a symbol of my sister. And those who are even closer know that dragonflies are a symbol of my father. And on the front of the book, we have a little butterfly and a little dragonfly with a little heart tail. You can't, here he is up here, his little heart tail. So like, he's, I'm, I'm gonna like start to like cockatrices and these crazy little beings. And then you're gonna look them up and go, ooh, they're mean looking. <laughs> I like wow. your version of the cockatrice. I don't necessarily know that I like the one in Basil, but I think I like yours better. Cody the but, cockatrice is pretty special. I think he, I think he is. I think it's going to be a great story. And the stuffed animals will be available in um, January, you said, and we're going to make them available through HCMA. We're going to work on that. Um, right now, you can get a copy of the book from the HCMA site because Ruth Ann was kind enough to donate a few. So your purchase price is a donation to the HCMA. So thank you for that. Um, and we are really hoping that maybe, you know, what's going to happen in book two? I don't know. Who knows what's going to happen in book two and we'll come back hopefully at some point in the future and learn about that i think that'd be a lot of fun so i, I will open it up if anybody has any questions i have to turn off my i have to turn off my mute here because these these zoom links to facebook are great except for it's very hard to field the questions and see what you guys are actually saying um so i don't know that we where is my ah i gotta turn down the volume sorry Okay, so no questions as of yet. I'll give you a second. If you have a question or a comment, feel free to post it in now and we'll get that going in a few minutes. What else do you want people to know about your book? It's, uh, I guess I could start with, it's um, basically second to fifth grade reading level. Um, it's a short little read. Uh, the kids seem to love it. It's new, it just was published. A little over a month ago um it's you know i don't oh i well book book two is pretty much done but it won't be published till march you got to get the first one done so you can read the second one <laughs> i'm making it a harry potter you know jk rowling of hcm or like we're we need to have the next book we'll stay up at midnight we'll stand out in bards and nobles not only kidding um so it, it's about what about 100 pages in the soft cover no i forgot <laughs> 34 in a hard cover uh we have the uh soft covers by us and then there's a little note to, to the community here at the end where she talks about the HCMA. So, I, I mean, I was in two books in one day. This is like a big day for me. I think, it, I think it's very important to spread the word about HCM. And, and also I'm sharing um, HCM through a child's eyes and how he felt. And actually Brody is my son, Brody. Not exact, they don't exactly match, but I just love using Brody's name. Um, but it was through Brody's eyes and how people, or he feels that people treat him and how he's dealing with how he lives. And I know every HCM, you know, warrior is a little different or a lot different, but this one will give you a, um, how he's trying to live as normal as, you know, as possible. Sorry, I get choked up every time I talk about my own child. I need to just put it back to the child in the book. 
child in the book is your child and your life is is mirrored through all of your work which is a beautiful way of you know memorializing and and polishing up some of the things in our past as well i i, I find that with writing too i'm like yeah i don't need to mention that part i'll just go that part but <laughs> The the experience of being a parent to an HCM child is a unique journey, and we do it in all of our own ways. And there's not exactly a playbook for this. It's you have to work with the child, and the, somebody's knocking on my door. The healthcare system. Hold on. <laughs> so I love I love being live. I know. I'm like, oh, nobody ever knocks on my door. <laughs> Um, but I think that's, I think that's my daughter's new cell phone arriving. So we probably wanted a signature and I didn't give it to him. But, um, so it's okay. Uh, so everybody's experience with HCM as a parent is different. And as a child, I've been a child with HCM. I've been a parent of a child with HCM. Um, people do look at you differently sometimes. Sometimes you have to stand up for yourself in ways that don't quite seem fair and explain why you need something done a little differently or why you need a little more time to rest or why you are frustrated that you can't do all the things that everybody else can do. So to put that in a child's story and let children start to understand that there are different people out there with different problems and they look okay on the outside, but on the inside, they might not be. I think that's really an important message and an important contribution to the HCN community and to parents and children out there. So I would put this on the, you know, recommended reading list for, for kids after diagnosis, even teenagers, even though it's a little bit young, I think young teens could probably get a lesson or two from this and maybe connect with it. Um, and then parents, it's good reading. It's good reading for the kids. It's an interesting story. Andy happens to have HCM. It's not all HCM. It's he's a normal kid and he has HCM. And I think that's fantastic. And if you want to go on a river cruise down the Rhine River, I actually following my book is basically the whole trip. So and where we stopped and what we saw is what we really saw on, on our real trip. So if anybody's considering a trip, it might be something that they want to take a look at ahead of time. Maybe they're adult. I don't think anybody's traveling anywhere right now. We're all just sitting home and I'm going to bake some cookies this weekend. That's going to be my excitement. And uh, maybe I'll deliver some Christmas surprises around my community. But otherwise, uh, we're all staying pretty darn close to home. So we encourage y'all to do so and stay safe. And not that it's a topic for this conversation, but earlier today, I had a great talk with you and Ashley from Stanford, and we covered some stuff on the vaccine. If anybody wants to go watch that, I'm going to kind of snip that piece out and send it out as a separate piece, because it's really important that we all talk about getting vaccinated. And yes, we're here to talk about a children's book, but we got to end this thing. We all got to do it together. And we have to work with facts and Dr. Ashley provided some great ones earlier today. So I would encourage you to go back and look at that. So um, that was about it. Ruthann, I cannot thank you enough for your imagination, your sharing your imagination and your acknowledgement of HCM and the HCM community in your book. I'm very much looking forward to the second in the series to see what our little cockatrice does next. 
Um, and I'm really happy that you were able to share some time with us today and talk about the book. Thank you for having me on again. And I really appreciate it and all you do for everyone with HCM and the community and even us mothers of warrior, you know, the parent warriors. I can't thank you enough again. You are very welcome. I'm happy that the HCMA has been able to do this. You dropped some news today. Maybe I will too. HCMA just found out this afternoon or this morning actually, that we are about to receive a pretty substantial grant for the purpose of reaching out to communities of color. So we are going to be doing some specific initiatives to reach out to the specifically Latino and black communities of HCM patients and engage them in our community a little bit more, make sure that they all have the help and support that they need. And I'm just, thrilled that, and I'll give a public notice later on this, that we are, we're given this grant. Um, it was kind of out of left field and I'm really honored that they believe in our work enough that they think that we can do this. Um, so I'm really looking forward to reaching out to these new communities, getting them involved with our work and making sure that nobody with HCM is undiagnosed, undertreated or mismanaged. That's amazing. Yay! That's a good day. It may still be 2020, but you can find the good moments in it. So we've got two wonderful books to talk about today from very different spectrums. And we have a fantastic community that we're building up here. And Ruthann, we're happy to have you as part of it. Thank so you. thank you so much. And thanks to those who are watching on Facebook. And we'll see you again in the next couple of weeks. We have a whole agenda we're going to roll out for um, 2021 Tales from the Heart podcast. So you'll be able to mark your calendar and hear your favorite doctors speak. So stay tuned for that. Take care. Thank you for listening to Tales from the Heart. For more information on HCM, we encourage you to visit our website at 4hcm.org. Join us online for the conversation on our Facebook page or in our private group. Facebook page can be found at Hypertrophic Cardiomyopathy Association. And our Instagram handle is at 4HCM Warriors. That's the number 4HCM Warriors. Follow us on Twitter at 4HCM.org. For those members of the LinkedIn community, you may want to follow the conversation on the Hypertrophic Cardiomyopathy Association group. Join us today. To contact the Hypertrophic Cardiomyopathy Association, you can call 973-983-7429. You can email us at support at 4hcm.org or visit us online at our website 4hcm.org and send us an email from there. The Hypertrophic Cardiomyopathy Association is located in New Jersey and operates on East Coast time. We would like to thank our sponsors, Myocardia, Invitae, Boston Scientific, and Cytokinetics for their support of this program. Please remember to sign up for the HCM Strong Tour, Big Hearted Warriors Unite. Our virtual tour will begin September 3rd and include dates September 17th, October 8th, October 10th, October 24th, October 29th, November 12th, December 3rd, and December 10th. A few other events will be added. Check the updated registration information at 4hcm.org. Hope to see you at one of our upcoming meetings. 
The HCMA is partnering with Myocardia, 23andMe, and others to help learn more about hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. Learn more about these initiatives at 4hcm.org. Invitae, a genetic testing company and a sponsor of Tales from the Heart, is proud to provide free genetic testing to families with hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. Please learn more at 4hcm.org. Hey, we know life with HCM can be challenging, and support is critical. That's why the HCMA has created an online support group system to help you and your loved ones live better with HCM. Join us. The HCMA is seeking volunteers on a number of different projects, including our online support group system, our peer-to-peer, big-hearted friend system, and our legislative subcommittee. Please visit 4hcm.org to learn more today.